All right, all right, all right. Good morning. It's a glorious morning. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, God is still in our healing business. Yes, yes, another boom factor experience with my father. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, last Sunday was my daughter's birthday, right? So we went to this awesome black-owned, well, come to find out it's a woman, black-owned woman business. Restaurant is Taste. That's the name of it, Taste. Um, Taste Flavors. I'm going to get the exact name, but it's in the heart of Houston, and yes, you have to stand in line. People's literally stand in line to open up for this restaurant. She starts at brunch time, so she opened up at 11, and I believe they stay open all the way until that evening and night. But anyway, first of all, the food was fabulous. I mean, I enjoyed everything to the point I know I couldn't, I could not even eat it all. I had some, um, uh, sweet potato waffles. I had lamb chops with scrambled eggs. Uh, now it might sound in, in uh, shrimp and grits. Oh my goodness, you guys! The food melted in your mouth. You hear me? No exaggeration. We really enjoyed ourselves. But with that enjoyment, here we go. <laughs> You know, we had to stand in line, and I didn't mind standing in line to my daughter and them uh, find a parking spot. So Joshua was already there, my son. He was already there, so he was waiting on us to arrive, but the GPS took us all around the corner, down the street, way off. So I said, well, let me go stand in line with him so when other people um, see us coming, they won't start having no issues. Come to find out. Everybody was standing in line, and everybody was dropping people off to get in line while they were trying to find a parking spot. That's one thing I do have a pet peeve with Houston. They allow these these businesses, right? They know um, that they're in a, a grand location, and they don't allocate proper parking. You need proper parking in these establishments, and then you're squeezing all these cars in this little bitty old parking lot, or they have to go and park somewhere where they got to have concerns if their car going to get towed or not. Because it's like it's still in a neighborly neighborhood, you know, because they have the high rise and different condos in the area or whatever. And so I think that's the only, only thing that I feel that Houston need to do is implement some type of enhancement for parking. Well, with that said, me and my son, uh, we stood in line while the girls parked. And yes, I did have on my mask because there was a lot of people out there. Joshua, he didn't have on his mask, okay? Um, with that said, though, we didn't know this till after the fact because Tuesday afternoon when I went to the office, I started feeling like yucky. I was like, oh. This, you know, I was feeling cold. You know, my body was feeling cold, chills, and I said, Oh no, what did I need? Pick the bone. You know, that's my first thing, you know. So I go and I take my disabuka, you know, that's my immune boost. I took that. Kinda alright. But then with that morning, um, 
a friend of a friend of the family. She's like a spiritual daughter to me. Uh, my oldest daughter say, "Oh, um, the wedding is going to be such and such time." I said, oh, "Okay, well, do you mind driving?" I said, "I don't feel right." I said, um, "Oh, sure, my I drive." You know, so you know, she was like, "Well, what's going on?" I said, "Yuck, yuck! I had too much of boot, took my emergency, my urges. Y'all know what we do." To um. coffee grinds. Y'all know how we do where you're supposed to. Start feeling them symptoms, man. You start crunching down on your vitamin C, <laughs> drinking, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I did. And, um, but I still felt that chill. Man, I don't like that because when I, when I felt like that the last time, it almost took me out. And, um, and, and I wouldn't say it. <laughs> But I thought it. <laughs> and I know even with me, I got to watch my thoughts. And I was like, oh, no. I pray this is not what I think it might be. You know, and I'm just saying that to myself. I said, nah, in the name of Jesus, I'm healed by the blood of Jesus. Psalms 103, you know, I start quoting my scriptures and and just wrapped up. And I made sure I put on me uh, another layer of clothes underneath my dress I had on. But, y'all, by the time we had got to... Um, the courthouse and got to the restaurant. Oh my gosh, Dr. D need somebody help. Dr. D need the doctor. <laughs> and I was like, I know they was like at that table, like, what's wrong with Miss Danielle? Because I was wrapped up, I had my mask on, and I was like, in so many words, I was like. I'm ready to get out of here. I need to get in the bed. <laughs> That's all I was thinking about, right? I need to get in the bed. The food, we went to uh, Papa Do's on the east side. And it was it was pretty decent. It was pretty decent. Uh, I might have to go try that again because it was, I just couldn't enjoy it. My taste buds was leaving. And, uh, and then I've got to tell my daughter, I wound up staying by her house because I could I was so weak, y'all. I couldn't even drive. My head was spinning. I felt like I was in a whirlwind. I was like, oh, my goodness, what's happening? What's, what's going on? And my daughter said, mom, just get you some rest. Took time. I was knocked out. She had gave me some. She went to the store, got the juice, got um, some therapeutic. And, uh, I forgot because I went to sleep, y'all. I was out. I was out for the count. You hear me? <laughs> and she said it while I was sleeping. She took my temperature. She said I was 105. She said, my, you was burning up. 105 degrees. Jesus. And so, uh, I got up. I remember, I remember dragging to the rest of the facilities. Oh, going back into the bed. Ball back up. I was still cold. And um, she gave me the blankets. I was covered with the blankets. And I couldn't shake, shake that chill. So that morning I got up and um, gathered my items and barely made it home. I drove home because the only thing I want to do, you know how y'all, we get, we want to be in our own bed and our own house where we ain't feeling good. I wanted to get home. So I made it home, y'all. Got in that bed. I took me a shower. 
And um, I said, well, let me take me a shower. Now, that was Thursday. Let me take me a shower. Hot shower. I just steamed myself. Then I wrapped myself up real good, like old school. Uh, I couldn't make no toddy because I didn't have nothing here to make a toddy with. But I had my sabuka. She had gave me the Tylenol. I took the Therafu. I took my, um, the, um, the zinc, you know. I took the COVID test again. That was negative, so that wasn't it. So, I was like, okay, let me go to the ER. Couldn't make it. By the time I had got out the shower, I had went back in the bed, went to sleep. I woke back up, maybe about that four o'clock. When I woke up, you guys, I was like, whoa. My head felt like it was about to explode. My eyes were so puffy. I was like, what in the world is this, Lord? What is this? I was like, uh-uh. No, no, no. I got things I got to do. I ain't got time for this. This spirit of infirmity got to go out my body, you know. And my daughter texted me. And it looked like everybody was trying to, well, not everybody, but my daughters. My daughters was calling, checking on me. And um, um, the baby girl was like, you need to go to the, the ER. So I remember I had video calls on my insurance. I called a doctor on a video call. You know, you put all your symptoms in and everything. And I had it detailed. And so when the doctor did come on, uh, he said, well, thank you for that very detailed symptoms. He said, it's perceived this is you have a, a bacteria virus, a sinus infection, and a little touch of flu coming. So we're going to prescribe you some antibiotics. They gave me uh, another, it was like, because my ear was bothering me, my eyes from my sinus. So they gave me stuff from my sinus. And the antibiotic told me to drink a lot of liquids. Um, take, take the, take, complete the medication. Call back on the last day of the, the, the medication to see how I feel. Okay. Did that. Drove around the corner to CVS to get the uh, the medicine. <laughs> so I'm creeping, right? I got my head wrapped, my face mask on, because I was still, like, draining, y'all. I was like, what is this, Lord? What, what, what in the world happened? How did this happen like this? I had my mask on, and I was thinking about it, because, you know, that Tuesday morning I had went to the gym, I went to the office, you know, so I know I was doing... Now, I, I know I didn't get my proper sleep like I'm training myself to make sure I go to bed and get at least four hours to five hours sleep. You know, at least a good sleep, you know. If I if I do eight hours, that's good, but that's, like, kind of pushing it, you know. I feel like it's a waste of time, you know. But I do, if I give me a good four, six hours, sometimes God put that sleep on me, wake me up, I'm refreshed, I'm ready to go. And so I did that. So I went, took my antibiotics, whatever. Oh my gosh, Friday. Oh, when I came back, I took it, took my juice. What I did old school, I wrapped myself up with my thermos and my my blanket. I had on, um, my daughter had bought me this robe. This, uh, oh my gosh, that robe feels so good, but it's warm, right? I went to sleep in that robe. I wrapped myself in that robe. I went on these couples, y'all. I slept. 
You hear me? I slept all night. That was probably maybe 12 hours. Slept all night. So Friday, probably maybe 10, 11, I did get up. Did I get up? More on that third day, I had my children. I said, yep. Had me down for the count. But on that third day, I got up <laughs> with all power. <laughs> in heaven and earth and even underneath the earth. I see you, the spirit of infirmity. You ain't taking this sister down. Oh, no, 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 no. I was so drenched. I mean, I sweated out that spirit of infirmity. That fever, whatever that was inside, I sweat. I sweated out. The bed was drenched. The robe was drenched. My clothes were soaking wet. I sweat that thing out. Whatever that was, it had to come out in Jesus' name, Yahshua's name. You hear me? So I put all, once I took me a shower, got me some fresh clothes on, I'm going to fix me a breakfast, and I couldn't really eat it all because I didn't eat straight for maybe two days or whatever. So that was a nice little fast for me. And um, I still in my mind, like, Lord, what happened? What happened? What's the open door? You know, because I'm always, I'm trying to just make sure that, okay, what I need, what's going on for this to come upon me like this? But you know what the Father was showing me? He said, you have to be ready in season and out of season. I never told you that the weapon's not going to form. It's just not going to prosper to to the point where it's going to take you out. Whoa. So see, when, when people, see, you have been touched by everything that could be touched in the earth, in your community to help build your community faith. And they have to know, even in the midst of the attack, you still got to press forward. Now, yeah, you probably have to stop for a day or two, revamp, right? And you know what? It's Monday, um. It should have been self-care day, and I must repent. I do. I'm, I'm, I must think about this. Because Monday, I did not do a full self-care day. I was on that computer, and Monday is a self-care day that I, I'm used, accustomed to. So I was supposed to get my nails done. I was supposed to relax, revamp. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't do that, y'all. So I had to repent on that one. Then kind of find out. My son said, oh, wow, mom got sick. Well, guess what? I was sick like that Monday and Tuesday. We was like, what? And he was saying the same symptoms and everything. He had to go get. So whatever it was, my son said, no, mom. We probably caught that in that line. People was passing back and forth and had no mask on. And see what happened. I had my mask on. He didn't. But we still was together afterwards. And I, we was giving hugs and everything. So whatever was on him, it got on me. Y'all see how easy that thing can can contract? Just by touching it and this thing is airborne. This virus is still airborne. So I just want to encourage you guys, wear your mask when you go out around a lot of people. All right, I don't care. I don't care what they say. Even if you have taken the shot, all right? My son have taken the shot in the booster and got contracted with COVID when he took that booster. That booster almost took him out. We was very, very praying for my son. That was really, real bad, right? But he said, he said, ain't nobody sticking me. I ain't taking nothing else, you know, and that's a shame. They kind of threatened, to me, I felt they threatened the employees to do that. And they at home, they at home, working at home, and you, you um, threaten their jobs 
if they didn't take the shot. No, that was all a money plot because these corporations get paid a percentage of monies for this COVID thing. It's all propaganda. I don't care. You know, they be putting little flags on my, 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 my. But this is, I'm taking my First Amendment right to freedom of speech. And this is a public uh, podcast. And I'm decreeing, declaring now this is my First Amendment right that I can speak openly on my opinions on the issues that are at hand for the people's sake and to edify the body of Yahshua. And at this present moment, we are being deceived. Yes, we are being, no, I ain't going to say we, I'm woke. Let me take, let me recant that one. I don't want you to be deceived. All right? Take care of yourself. Because you may not have the the um, the inner family circle that can have. You may be by yourself and going through stuff by yourself. You may be sick by yourself. Call somebody, y'all. All right? If you ain't feeling good, if you need somebody to talk to, call somebody. They have the 1-800 number. Call somebody if you need to release something. Because I'm telling you, when this thing come upon you, it really will have your mind going delusional. And if you don't have that strong, solid foundation in Christ, man, you you get taken out. I'm sorry. You need the strength of loved ones, somebody that's going to care and make sure, okay, let's do this here. My daughter, she bought me oranges. She, you know, she came and dropped off the medicine, the soup and stuff like that. And um, you just, we just need each other. You know, and so I'm just sharing this with you guys. This will happen last week. <laughs> so this is a new week now. All right. Yeah, this is a new week now. And Dr. D, as you hear, my voice is, is coming back. But I'm up in Chirpy. I washed, I cleaned everything. I washed down, I bleached. I took all the sheets off. I was all the clothes. So right now my red room is full of all fresh clothes. I took it to the washer. Uh, I told my daughter, I said, well, I'm going to come in one. My daughter said, oh, mom, don't you think uh, you need to take all that to the washer this time? <laughs> I said, oh, I apologize. I forgot germs. <laughs> You're right. You got me. You know, so I took it to the washer tier and washed my blankets, my robe, my pillows, my rug. I did everything. I mopped that floor. I bleached the house. I wiped down the counters. I cleaned the kitchen, the bathroom, everything. Not saying that I didn't do it before, but I did a thorough uh, sterilization of everything that I probably can touch and I wiped it down in here and everything is fresh and I'm just like praise God that was my encounter some of you may not want to hear that but I just felt I need to share that I, I wasn't on last week I pulled some uh, some awesome information with my coach I didn't even make it on a call so they're probably going to send an email because that's one thing we have to be uh, we have to show up, you know. You want to be coachable. You want to grow. You want to scale up your business. You have to be uh, in the room. And so um, I sent the email, and um, I haven't checked the other emails yet because now I can hear. Because when I woke up this morning, God gave me an assignment. You know, I had some things going on, and I was like, wait, wait, it was starting to bombard me, and I was getting frustrated, and it was overwhelming. And so... When I'm teaching my clients, I do understand it gets overwhelming, but you have to step back 
and allow the Holy Spirit to redirect you, lead you in that path of righteousness so you won't be so consumed, you know? And so when I woke up this morning, I was so excited because the Holy Spirit gave me just what I needed to do. He said, now, I know all that's popping up, but this is what you need to put focus. And I said, okay, yes. So I just wanted to share that with you guys today because I'm about to... Um, church about to start after service I gotta get on here and get on my assignment and literally sit here and do it I know I can do it I try to put an ad in to get somebody to to take over the marketing part I'm still seeking but this little segment here I'm gonna have to do it myself I might as well go ahead and reinvest in myself pay myself to do it (laughs) you know and um and just prayerfully that it just, it'll happen the way God says, which whatever he says, it's going to happen anyway. That's the encouraging part. Wow. I just, I just encourage myself. Yeah. Because everything the Lord has told me to do so far, it has prospered very well. And not just with words indeed, but in manifestation. Because I have the results. And that's what I want to share with my people. I want to share you results. Okay? I want to share with you results. And I'm sacrificing. No, let me recant that. I got to stop using that word. No, no. I'm walking in obedience. I'm willing and obedient. So I can eat the good of the land. And that's the new song where Kirk Franklin said, Lord, bless me, bless me. Everywhere I go. All that know of me, don't bless me just for me, but bless me to be able to bless others and everyone that know of me be blessed. Yes. Yes. Favor, favor, come on me. So as the favor's on me, the favor can fall on the people who know of me. So that's where I'm at. So let me go. Oh, Lord, 20 minutes. Jesus, Danielle, you can, you know you can go. Yeah, well, hey, that's how they say you know you're a true preacher, huh? <laughs> All right, y'all. I love you guys. Take care of yourself out there. I'll be back. I have some announcements coming up. I know I've been saying it, but, hey, I'm speaking it. One thing I'm learning about my coach, Dr. Golden say, he didn't mind being bad till he got good. So I don't. it don't matter what other people say about right now. I'm still plugging. I'm still going forward. It may not be up to the greatness of all, but it's going to get there. Matter of fact, it's getting there now. It's getting there. It's getting there now, okay? So uh, I'll holler at you guys later. Love you. Peace, joy, happiness. Keep Yahshua first in your life. He's the only redeemer that can restore everything that you felt that you have lost. He going to recompense it for you, baby. Oh, yes, he will. I can tell you that much. Even when it comes down to your health, your wealth, your mindset. It's our own. We're going to have a marvelous year. This year, right now, this is June. The sixth month, we're in the half mark of the year, according to the Western calendar. You understand me? And we, we get some stuff straight. And that's why I'm going to do this today. So I can have some, send out some emails for this week. And we're going to grind for this month. Because next month is the third quarter of, of the year. And so we got to get 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 to getting. All right? Get to getting. All right. Love you guys. God bless. Oh, go to. I know I always do that. Huh? Go, don't forget. Go to Urban Management Group. 
Facebook.com and subscribe to the blog. All right? Subscribe. I still got that free journal that's about to come down because going to go into a membership package. So I'm about to take that down and put something else up. All right? So you still have time to go and download that free book because that book going to be included, that the ebook going to be included in another package. You know, right? You're not going to have access that access to that anymore after this week. So go do that today. All right, you guys? I'm going to see if I can go back and put that link in this description so you can do it. How did y'all make out on the 15-minute Don't Move Challenge? Did anybody do it? I got to check my Spotify. I think I had two calls. And um, that's still on. 15-minute Don't Move. Three-day challenge. That's all. Three-day challenge. And we're going to talk about that on the other challenge that I'm about to pull out. All right? Okay? So I'm just speaking stuff in the atmosphere so y'all can save the date. The week of July... The week of July seventh uh, through I mean tenth, tenth through the fifteenth, I think that week. You have save the date, okay? Save the date. Just leave it open, and I'm gonna come back and plug the dates in there for y'all. All right. God bless you. Later. want me to come to their church. Y'all sure y'all want me to come to your church? Because I'm going to tear that church up. Come on, Holy Ghost. If it has not been for Jesus, Yahshua, and where would I be? Come on. But that's when I'm praising God all. You know, you got all this copyright infringement stuff. So I do not own, I do not own the rights to Tatra Bit music and Dr. Dr. Darius. But only in my First Amendment freedom of speech right to edify the valley of Christ. Because many are hurting. And I just want y'all to know that the devil thought he hurt you. He thought, the devil thought he had you bound. But God got you. All right? And you got to praise him. 
He gonna turn that thing around. Come on. Yes. He turned it. He turned it. <laughs> come on. Two, come on, Two. come on, come on. He turned it. Let me tell y'all, I'm gonna give you a testimony right quick, right quick. Let's try to do this in, in 60 seconds. The devil thought he had me. 2004, he thought he had me. He hit my family. He hit me with cancer. 2005, had to do emergency surgery. Because I went in tier three, well, went in, got diagnosed at tier two. The cancer was escalating from test to MRI to test to die to the polyps. Well, they found out through the polyps. By the time I went to surgery, when they did the, the last test to see, to run the die, the cancer ran all through my lip nose. I was tier four. I had to, I was told that get my affairs and all just in case because the where the colorectal cancer was, the carcinoma, uh, a carcinoma, I can't even pronounce that, that devilish disease, but it was in a position where they had to reconstruct my colon. Come on, y'all. And it said 85% of those surgeries wind up with a colostomy bag. No, I say I am not wearing a colostomy bag. I am not going to die. I am not going to lose my hair. They thought I was in denial and had, and, and God rest my dad. So my dad was with me all through the steps. And that's the first time as an adult, my daddy hit me on my back and say, get serious. This is serious. I said, I am serious, daddy. I went emergency surgery, April. Caught a seizure, passed out in May. I was in the hospital for Mother's Day. July started treatment. August, Hurricane Katrina hit me. Glory, oh my gosh. I'm, glory to God, yes, I can say glory to God. Because even though all was lost, God still restored. 2000, in, 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 from 2005 to 2007, Underneath going, chemo, trying to find a place to stay with my children. They kept moving us here, kept moving us there. We couldn't get FEMA because my 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 dad's wife, she devil, God bless her soul though, she went double dipped and they only was giving out assistance on the two families in the household. Well, she sealed that up because at that time we were staying, we was transitioning by my dad so I could go do the treatment. Oh my gosh. So we had no female assistance. All right. Thank God for my job. I had a good job at the New Orleans Center. Just got a promotion when Hurricane Katrina hit in 2005. And insurance. So I'm telling y'all, God knows you. God know our situation before we know our situation. You guys, you got to hold on to the faith of God. You got to hold on and trust him. It don't look good now, but I'm telling y'all, I signed long disability on my health form and not short-term disability, which I thought I did short-term, but thank God I did long-term because what happened was 
them people were sending checks because at the end of 2006, the company closed. And so everybody that was still on the payroll that was paying us, but they couldn't find out where I was. I had no address. Some kind of way, I still don't know how they found my mom's address because my mom had just moved into this new house in Alexandria at that time. And so we still, like, it's only the miraculous mode. Oh, my, it was the boom factor in my life that they found the address and it had sent a FedEx package and I had probably about eight checks in there and still had another 12-month checks to get. Come on. You can't tell me God won't do it. You can't tell me God won't do it. You can't tell me what God won't do, y'all. I'm encouraged by this man. Oh, he's going off. That's changed. Choice. Ty Trebet was there. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you. All right? I'm trying to remember these timelines so I can get off here. All right? And so that sustained us, right? Then we had an opportunity. All right? Uh, KSBGA was offering Angel Tree for people who needed help, right? And we won. Some kind of we were selected. Our former pastor put our name in there, and we were selected. So we was, um, they had a program to help people get home. So we had a nice home in Tomball, beautiful home in Tomball where we was able to grow. And they told us, if you choose to keep the house, you just have to pay the taxes on the house. No problem, all right? But guess what? Show you how the enemy use people and you're greedy. Whoever the foundation was that got all these people in these different houses, right? And the government gave them the money. They did not pay the people for the houses that they had us sitting in. So they sent out an email and they called everybody that was in these houses. We had 24 hours to move. 24 hours or they was going to come and lock the door and if we had stuff in it, we was going to be evicted. I mean, we could be homeless again. Oh my gosh. We just got a house full of furniture. KSBJ, people donated. We had got the washer and dryer. The children got the bedroom. I mean, then we got blessed with a car. And guess what? We never saw the car. The, come to find out, the car that they had, the family, they kept the car. And they tried to give us their old car and was fixing it up. And every time I call a lady, she was talking about this and that and riffraff, riffraff. I said, you know what, Lord? I'm tired of devil stealing from me and my family. I let it go. But lo and behold, in 2007, I can say 2007 because in 2017, the car that I have had that Mr. B should last me for 10 years, I got it. It was used car. When I got it, the car had like 4,000 and something miles on there. By the time I finished within a 10-year period, you guys, that Mr. B should had over 100 and something thousand miles on it because I was running back and forth, back and forth. Still trying to take care of business at home. Still, you know, traveling from one. Y'all know we in Houston, from Tomball to the city. At that time, my children was in high school. My children had to work. I mean, it, I'm still like, Lord, how did we do this? How did we do this? But by the miraculous work of God, he did it. Let me tell y'all, we wind up packing the stuff up again, moving that night. Had to call my pastor. Loving people, loving Action Church. I got to give them their prompts. They was there for us. They came and helped us pack. We got the big U-Haul truck. 
in one night, you guys. We had to move all that stuff out the house. <laughs> we had to move all that stuff out the house. <laughs> we had to put the stuff in the U-Haul and pump, pump the U-Haul behind the church. <laughs> and I remember Pastor was telling us, he said, daughter, God did not take you this far to leave you. I called my other pastor, my spiritual dad in New Orleans, Bishop Cole. And he was like, daughter, you know, you can come home. I know he wanted me to come home. He said, you got to go through all that. Come on, we got a place for you. I help you get a house out here. I need you back at the ministry. And I just didn't feel like it. I didn't feel that God was leading me back to New Orleans. But I knew God did not want us to still be homeless. I was tired. I was so tired. I was like, no, this ain't right, Lord. I've been faithful to you. I, I What am I doing wrong for this to keep happening to me and my family? Every time we try to stabilize ourselves, something happened. But I'm going to tell you guys, you stay faithful to God in the midst of everything I'm telling you. All things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. See, we have to understand that is his purpose that God has called us for. Not for our own purpose, not for what we want to do and how we want to do it. We got to be called to what God wants us to do. And I'm going to tell you, through all of that that we have went through, I haven't even touched on it. Oh my gosh, it's so much. I can't, I don't have time to go through all of it. But I was just trying to give you all the streamline because that touched me when Ty talked about he thought he had me. He thought he took me out. But God jumped in. God got in there. Why? Because I backed up, I let it go. And don't forget, the lady was, the lady, uh, one of the elders in the church said, Oh, I can take you over here. They help people get their homes and everything. And I don't know, before the hurricane, me and my, my, my children, we I experienced domestic violence. We was back and forth in the shelters, the women's shelters, and we just had a bad experience with the shelters. Lord have mercy. And so when that lady, we went in that office, <laughs> that lady said, oh, yeah, we can help you. It probably take six weeks to get you to the home, but we can put you in the shelter. And that, that was a trigger for me. When that lady said shelter, I don't know what happened, but I jumped. Elder said, I jumped out that chair. I said, I am not bringing my children through that again. And I walked out of there, and I don't know where I was here in Houston. Remember, it's still fresh. We've only been here for, what, a year and a half now. Lord Hammer, I walked. I remember walking up 288 <laughs> to, uh, uh, Yellowstone down multiple I don't know because they were looking for me I just was walking and I was praying and I was crying and I was praying and in the name of Jesus father in the name of Jesus you're gonna have to do some miracle I'm I'm allowing you to do a miracle in my life what is this no we're not going backwards we're going forward no 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 now remember I got this thing I'm still underneath this this uh this uh cancer plan, right? So I'm I'm still dealing with all this now, I'm still dealing with cancer, homelessness from the transition from Hurricane Katrina 2005. So in this year and a half, we didn't experience all this still. Trying to get ourselves still. We were staying in like six months. We was in a hotel for maybe a month. 
Then we had to move somewhere else, and then we was in uh, the house. No, it was the uh, uh, apartment. Had a shootout over there. Me and my son were just talking about that. We were over there for about six months. A shootout over there. So we found the program with the house. So we moved. Now that was on South Side, 45 South. We wound up on 45 North, 249 off a of Tomball. All right, that was like six months. It was, um, I think it lasted about six months. And um, yeah, because we had just, it was around the Christmas holidays, October, my birthday. Yeah. So Christmas, we had Christmas because that was the angel tree. So in February, about February, we had to move. So I'm I'm dealing with all of this, right? So I know, I, I, I'm telling you guys, that's just a little part of my story. I'm going to have to share the rest later because it's 15 minutes and I got to get back to work. But I just, I just want y'all to be encouraged that because you're going through something, don't stop there. God is working something out in you to get you to the place of your there. All right? God is doing it to your place of there. And I'm just going to have to come finish this testimony later on. Let me get back in the Word. I got excited. Pastor Darius is on now. And um, Change Church. And it's talking about self-sabotaging. So I'm going to holler at y'all later, okay? Love you. to move you Woo. to the next chapter of his story for your life. Yes. There is no elevation without wilderness seasons because the wilderness season is the season that gives you preparation for the elevation. Mm-hmm. Don't miss this. It's a place of preparation because there's something that happens in the wilderness that doesn't happen in any, in any other space in your life. And it's something called purging. Purging, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is yes. purging. purging yeah. Come on now. Now all y'all that grew up Pentecostal should have yeah. quickened or something right there. You should have bow and arrow, yeah. come on. You should have did the ugly face or something right there. I said purging. Watch this. What's purging there is purging is abrupt or violent removal of something. God said, I'm going to move this abruptly. I'm going to remove this quickly. I'm going to remove this expeditiously. Don't miss this. It's a place of purging. And I see that it's purging for Israel. I see it was a place of purging for them with their, with their, they got purged of some issues. Because they was out of Egypt, but Egypt went out of them. Did you hear what I just said? They were out of Egypt, but Egypt wasn't out of them. Dr. Darius, how do you know that? Because when Moses went to Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments, they built a golden calf. How you, where'd you learn how to do that? Egypt. You learned how to do that in Egypt. Wow. But you were out of it, but you... It still was in you. Come on now. And God's like, where I'm getting ready to take you, calves can't go no more. Come on now. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. 
you can't go from the wilderness to Canaan Come on. with the calf. I don't know what your calf is, but all of us got some things that we've constructed, that we depend on, that we lean on. God say, all right now, we're yep. going as far as we can go with that. Yep, yep. Come on now. Come on. That baggage don't fit yep. on this plane. Woo! Come on, Holy Ghost. Do that. <laughs> that Issues people don't like it. They never like when I get this one. A purging of individuals. Come on. Yeah. That's purging. Abrupt removal. Sometimes it's so abrupt you confuse. <laughs> You're like, what happened to our relationship? God like me. This is what's scary. This is what makes this so difficult for people. And Moses failed at this. He failed at this because God, in some instances, when God pulls them out, you have the power to bring them back in. Whoa. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. God had conversation with Moses saying, Moses, these people don't want it. Yep. Yep. They don't want it. He said, let me destroy them. So what I need to do is I need to raise up another generation, generation. Yep. that actually want this. Yeah. What Moses does, I'm not gonna bother this because this 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 completely different sermon. Moses goes into prayer and starts interceding for the preservation of those people. Whoa. Okay. And I'm not gonna bother, but we we treat that as an act of spirituality when it was an expression of codependency. Okay. Because God actually tells Moses, He said, because you prayed. I'm going to keep them around, Ooh. but they will not go in. Ooh. So he says, I'm going to grant your request and give you what you want, even though I know this is not what you need. All right. And that's why when Moses hit the rock, instead of speaking, speaking to, the, to rock, the rock, God said, now I got to move you because I tried to move them. Ooh. Jesus. And the reason I tried to move them is because I knew down the line they were going to have this effect on you. Whoa. When I tried to remove them in the past season, they hadn't done anything that was bad enough that made sense to you as to why they needed to be removed. He said, but Moses, sometimes I try to remove them proactively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God said, I, I, I want to remove them before you have to know why they needed to be moved. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Okay. He said, do you always have to have a knife in your back before you realize that's a bad relationship? Whoa. out of there before they stab you. Okay. Somebody open your mouth and just say, ouch. 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 Purging the issues. Purging the individuals, guys. Purging of attitudes. Guys, see, you got Exodus, which goes into numbers, right? You got numbers that goes into, um, where am I? Deuteronomy, yes, Deuteronomy, which is the uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, numbers. So you got uh, Leviticus, which is, they're, they're in the wilderness, which is the, the first iteration of the law. So Exodus, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. And Leviticus is when God lays down the law, right? So you got 613 commandments, right? 
Okay, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. is the second iteration. It is the reiteration of the law to another generation. Okay, yes. So this is why you'll see some of the same things. Yeah. In Deuteronomy, <clears throat> right? That are in Leviticus. Leviticus, yeah. Make it sense way back. Yes, way back. yes. Now yes. I done told y'all in the back that I need y'all to wave. Wave at me, okay? So don't miss this, family. Don't don't miss this. 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 So Deuteronomy, though, is written while they still in the wilderness, right? But Deuteronomy is not a repeat of Leviticus. It's an iteration of it, but it's an expansion of it because it is also a book that prepares them for Canaan. Yes. So they're in the wilderness, but in Deuteronomy, he's talking to them about Canaan. Watch what he says in Deuteronomy 8. And when you get into the land. Yeah, he said when. I'm taking you. Yeah. That's Deuteronomy 8, right? Yeah, eight. When you when get, you get houses, out. You didn't build. Yeah, you didn't build. Come on. Vineyards you didn't plant. You didn't plant. Wells, Wells you didn't did dig. You shall remember, remember the Lord your God, God. For it is he, he that gave you the power, power to get wealth. So he's talking to them about how to handle themselves. All right. At the next level. Okay. When they still at the same level. Woo! To handle Canaan before they get in. He All says, right. When you get wells, you didn't dig houses, you didn't build vineyards, you didn't plant. Don't forget me, because guys, I got to deal. I got to deal with your attitude, because I got to get your head in Canaan before your life get there. Jesus. Woo! Yes. Because I can't get you into Canaan. Yes. Until I get you out of your head. Yes. And some of you are confused right now because some of the conversations God's having with you don't make sense. Because the conversations don't match your situation. And God's like, what I'm trying to do is get your head out. I'm talking. Yes. Come here. Yes. talking to you about stuff you haven't done. Yeah. I'm preparing you for something that doesn't even make sense. Okay. Because I'm having a conversation about Canaan okay. while you're in the wilderness. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Thank you, Lord. Are y'all all right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he said, you need... He said, every time I get ready to elevate you, I got to set you in a season. All right. Well, I deal with these things. Okay, that's where I'm at. Individuals' attitudes. Yes. Now you're ready. Whoa. Okay. Issues, individuals' attitudes. Now you're ready. Okay. Okay. Issues, individuals' attitudes. Attitudes. Now you're ready. Okay. So Whoa. when you're experiencing correction, your right. correction should lead to enthusiasm okay. and not condemnation. Right. Right. Because correction, correction. is always preparation. Okay. If he's not correcting anything. He's not preparing me for All anything. All right. Okay. Correction. So I, I don't know about you, but I want to let God do what he does yes. during this purging season. But Israel, I'm done, could not get out That's the separation. All right. Thank they you, Lord. They go through all of this, and God... And I don't need to explain it anymore. No them right on the edge of the thing they've been praying for. Yes. Promised. Yes. Prophesied about yes. and, and, and and they say we can't cause they giants and we grasshoppers. Jesus. 
They didn't lose to the giant out there. They lost to themselves in they their mind. They lost to the grasshopper in here. Watch this. Because the grasshopper determines if you try or how you try. Whoa. 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 <laughs> yeah. See, I said the grasshopper mentality, come on, determines if you try or how you try. For some for some people, it stops them from trying. For other people, it affects the way they try. They don't try with confidence. They don't try with enthusiasm. They don't try. But I want somebody to look at me right now. I want you to square your shoulders. I want you to get a stank face. I want you to get a... <laughs> get hungry. Yes. The greatest season of my life. Fighting is not with the giant out there. This battle you're yeah, fighting in my head. Grasshopper in here. Yes. This mind being transformed. Out of their own head. They were using I'm not language when God uses I am. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Don't 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 miss this, guys. They, they mismanaged that that wilderness season. They couldn't get out of their own hands. Mm-hmm. God's like, once I deal with the issues, once I deal with the individuals, once I deal with the attitude, I'm ready. Yes, thank you, Father. Yes. I need you to take the leap. Yes, yes, yes. So God's like, you ready, but you don't take possession because you don't believe you're ready. Okay, okay. So they stay stuck. Let's make a loop. Let's go back to the beginning. Homiletical loop, let's go back to the beginning. They stay stuck. Not because of what God believed about them. By what they believe about themselves. They stay stuck because of what they believed about themselves. Yes. Jesus. That's where it's and that at. belief system impacted the way that they managed their wilderness season. That wilderness season, you gotta manage that season. You can't control it, so you gotta manage it. Right. What do you manage? First of all, you manage. You gotta manage your makeup. In yes. You, yes. You gotta know you. you. Gotta know you. Moses mismanaged his makeup. That's what you was telling me, bro. Lord, you should have been morning. surprised that you hit that rock because you broke those tablets of stone. Whoa. Ooh. You thought that was no longer in you because the glory is on you. Whoa. But your anointing is not your healing, Moses. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Jesus. You ain't Jesus. <laughs> All right, that's another one. You don't understand your makeup. Jesus. You're confusing your anointing with your healing. You can split red seas and still break a tablet. Whoa! <laughs> Come on now. Come on, tell the truth, Pastor. You don't understand your makeup. Yeah. So now I got a man, I know my makeup. I love about David. David knew his makeup. I don't know, he made some mistake. That, when I tell you that man knew his makeup, he knew his makeup. <laughs> that man wrote down, he's writing the songs, he said, it was good that I was afflicted. <laughs> <laughs> it was good that I was afflicted. That I, he said, because that's God, that's about the only way you're going to get my attention. I know me. <laughs> I got a man in these seats, I got to know my makeup. But man, if you got a tendency to negatively you got a tendency to to go real real low and get sad yeah real fast. yeah if you got a tendency to, to to engage in escapist behaviors you got a tendency to be people please like whatever it is you, you got to understand your makeup because if you don't know your makeup when god's dealing with you with issues and when he's dealing with you with individuals you're gonna mismanage that yeah yeah 
That's good. You know, like, I, I'm overcommitted. I got a tendency to bring people back in that God pulls out. And you got to know your makeup. Yes. Okay, I'm guilty on that one. really, am I making sense, guys? Yeah, so anyway, Because the first thing that. I got to manage in that wilderness yeah, season you is You're praying me. for people, and God says, stop praying. But it's not just that. I got I to gotta manage the manner. Yeah. And I don't have time to break down what all that was in the scriptures, guys, but the manner represents three things. It represents when God's performance doesn't match your expectation. Because Israel's in the wilderness, they hungry because it's not developed. When God's so it's no fields, it's no grain, it's not developed. So how do they get food? It's no garden. Match God your needs. expectation. Whoa. So they're like, God, we need something to eat. We want some bread. They're like, you want some bread? God's like, okay. So he sends something like in the form of this seed. Yeah. Like this frosty-like substance and it's on the ground in the middle of the every morning and, and they're like wait a minute now he says now god you told me i was i was gonna receive some bread this is not bread but sometimes god grants the request in a way that's so different than what you expected you don't recognize he's granted the request whoa god said my performance didn't match he said i did what you asked okay i just <laughs> it just looks like something that's completely different I'm not going to bother this, but just a little bit. What what they had to do is they had to take that coranda seed and they had to grind it. And when they grinded it, it became like grain and they could use it to make bread. So God gave them provision in the form of a project. Whoa! Answer your prayer, but you got to grind. You still uh, got to do the work. Come on. There's some work you have to Come do. Come on, Jesus. Yes. That, that, that you can use to create bread. Yes. You still got to do the Sometimes work. God's going to give it to you in that form. And you you, you got to manage that. And here's, here it is. This, this, is chapter, this is chapter 14. I love it. Third thing they didn't manage is they didn't manage, if we have to manage it, was the miracles. Listen to God's critique. He says, they saw my glory. They saw the signs I performed in Egypt. They saw the miracles I worked in the wilderness. And they still. He's saying they still not convinced. They still not convinced. Jesus, that's a mind thing. The purpose of miracles is not just to answer a problem. The purpose of miracles is also to send you a message. God's not just trying to fix that problem. He's also trying to fix something you believe about him. He says, I did that so that you can leave with a message that I can do that. Yes. Come on. Come on. He says, I did it so that you could know I could do it. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. You should face those future difficulties. Yes. Being fueled by the faith from what you seen in your past. Yes. I can do to convince you. I'm done, but I want you to look back over your life. Yes. Yes. I think at this point in your life, doubt is illogical. Not faith is illogical. At this point in your life, doubt is illogical. 
all the evidence, the preponderance of evidence, it points to the fact that he can do it. He can do it. He done it. But this is your time to get yeah. out of your own head. I'm going to tell you what I started to call this. Trying to be big when little got you. Whoa. <laughs> and for some of us, we're talking about being delivered from lust and from lying and lasciviousness. Some of us need to be delivered from little. Jesus. Delivered from our mind. Grasshopper mentality. That's got you believing you can't do what he's called you to do. And you can't be what he's called you to be. But I'm praying that God's going to help you get out of your own head. Right now, to the just to the level that you're comfortable. Right there. Come on, in person, in church, just to the level that you're comfortable. Just lift those hands. That's the receiving position. This is not magic, but the Bible says this is an expression of worship. And we believe everything that the Bible says about everything. It says that when you lift your hands, you lift your heart. That's lamentations. You lift your hands. You're lifting your hearts. Father, I pray right, I pray a prayer right now of deliverance. Oh, I know that deliverance is not an end unto itself. It's a means to an end. You want to bring us out so you can take us in. But I pray that you deliver us from little. Yes, deliver me from little. Lord, we're not just praying for deliverance from the giants we're facing. We're praying for deliverance from the grasshopper that's in our head. Pray for the deliverance, Father God, for the grasshopper in my head and whatever area that needs to be cleansed and, and purged, I surrender to I you, Father right God, now, from little and doubt. I pray. Get it out, Father, in Jesus' name. Just like you did I release it. Paul. I pray that you do it for, for these people right now that are part yes. of change. Yes. I pray for an impartation, an impartation of the spiritual gift of faith right now. Gift. As their hands yes, are lifted, Father, Father I pray right now Help that the spiritual gift of faith, my faith this Help uncommon, me, unteachable ability yes, to believe you. I Help pray my unbelief. that that I spiritual gift, my unbelief. you impart spiritual gifts. You told Timothy, stir up the gift of God that was given to you by the laying on of hands of the presbyter. I pray for an impartation of that gift. Somebody's in a season where they got to believe. And they can't even believe you without your help. We pray like the parents of the boy with Help my unbelief. Father, I believe. Yeah. But help, help my, my unbelief. Come on. Yeah. So I thank you right yeah. now. That gift yeah. is being imparted. Oh, glory to God. 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 That, that, that gift is being yes. imparted. I thank you right now, Father, that, 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 that the gift of prophetic insight, I sense that, 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 that you're giving people eagle eyes. Yes. My God, yes. differently now. They're going to see not just their future differently. They're going to see their present differently. I thank you for prophetic insight now. A spiritual sixth sense that you're just releasing unto your people. God, we give you praise for that right now. That your people are leaving differently. In Jesus' name, we we just receive those gifts. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands in this room. Clap them in Atlanta. Listen to me. There's somebody.
somebody that wants to rescue you from a little somebody that wants to get you out of your own head and, and his name is Jesus and if Yeshua. you're here right now you're in this room in New Jersey listen y'all you need Yeshua you need Yeshua you guys open your heart y'all come on open your heart and not a person oh my that that is the, the, the empowering presence of the holy spirit and you're just sensing something now you're like man i don't know what i'm feeling that's that's god saying i'm, I'm trying to get you out a little and get you into my plan for your life and he wants to save you save you from your sin save you from your shame save you from yourself and if you don't even know what that means it's our job to help you you just need to be willing to take that next step so there's a number that's getting ready to come on the screen right now. And I'm telling you, this might be the most important text you have ever sent in your life. They're going to leave that number on the screen because it's going to be the most important text. The phone ever number is 609-454-0042. Text the word change to accept Yahshua into your heart to make a decision. And um, we welcome you into the body of Christ online. He do. Okay. 609-454-0042. Okay. y'all hope y'all enjoyed that i did always something new to uplift me i'm keeping my my spirit fed i'm keeping my heart open i'm keeping my mind transformed 
And that's how I'm growing. That's why things are happening. And they're happening swift in my life. I mean, it is like warp speed, you guys. And that's because of that one thing, as he taught about today, is getting a little out my head. God wants us to think big because he's a big God. The principles are, are there. We just got to work the principles, but we have to get all this old baggage out of our mindsets. The things that we've been taught, the stuff that we've been uh, encountering, and it's just a lot of trash. I'm just going to call it like it is. God says it's time to get the trash out. Come on now and get transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12. All right, so I'm going to holler at y'all later. I pray you enjoyed it like I did. God bless.